All right, I'm going to be teaching tonight. You guys ready for the word? All right, God is good. Theme of the title is April Showers. Look at your neighbor, tell them, girl, rain is good. Tell them another one, it's all right to get wet. Tell them you won't melt. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes we think that, right? Let's open up our Bibles to James 1, 2, and 4. James 1, 2, and 4. I heard Mariah in the front. She was talking to you all that came early about, I've been talking about this message all week, and I'm just excited about it. God is good. James 1, let's go to 2. James 1, 2. You all there? Is it on the screen? All right. The word of the Lord says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Verse 5, if, anyone, if any one of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives it to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let no... Let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man and unstable in all his ways. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for bringing these beautiful women together. God, I count it an honor that you would allow me to speak into their lives. And Father, I ask right now, Lord, that you allow this word to come from you through me, God. Lord, help me with my memory, God. Help me with my mind. Thank you, Lord God, that this will be a powerful word that will not just change their lives, but mine as well. And I thank you, Father, that many will be touched and even saved tonight. In Jesus' name, we all agree and say amen. April showers. You know, there's an old English proverb, and a proverb is just a wise saying, so it's not biblical, but there's an old English proverb, and you all know it. It says, April showers bring May flowers. And, uh, you know, being that it's the month of April and being the fact that you know, I don't know about you, you, but for me, it's been raining a little bit in my life. And I love that I can talk to you all and be transparent and honest and upfront. And, you know, rain, it's, it's not always the best thing to be going through, especially when it's unexpected rain. You know, when you're watching a forecast, and especially in Arizona, it says there's a 90% chance of rain. It, might, it may rain, praise the Lord, right? Arizona, if they say 50%, nah, mm -mm. I know in some states if they 50%, it's going to rain all day. But in Arizona, you have to have a high percentage. And, and I watch the forecast every day because I've, I still have two boys at home that as a good mother wants to prepare them for the weather outside. And typically when you say there's a chance of rain, you know, a high chance, you get ready, you're prepared for that. And it's no big deal. I'm talking about the rain, though, you didn't expect. You know, I remember a time Pastor and I went on vacation, and I could not wait. We were going to Hawaii for the first time. And the island we went to, I didn't know this, but it was a rainy season in Kauai, actually. And so we get there, and I had ideas and visions of being on the beach all day and just being outside and just doing what you do in Hawaii, just lay around outside. You know, it was raining the entire vacation. Every single day it rained. Every single day. And I'm not talking rain pitter-patty. I'm talking sheets of rain non-stop rain and during that whole vacation all we did was sleep well that's not all we did praise the lord <laughs> but the blessing of it was that was probably one of my best vacations because we needed sleep so god worked it out to where it's like no you're going to rest this whole time so but my point is just because you get somewhere and you have plans 
and it begins to rain doesn't mean you pack it up, get back on the plane, and go back home. It doesn't mean you cancel the wedding. Anybody have an outside wedding and you prayed no rain? You don't cancel the whole wedding. You just make it happen. You don't cancel your plans because of some rain. And sometimes when it rains in our lives, and I'm talking spiritually rain, we have to learn as women to not give up and to not quit, but to allow the rain to fall because there's purpose in the rain, and it all has to do with the seed, the word of God that's been sown into our hearts. So Matthew 13, 18 through 23, there talks about parables. And parables in the Bible are simply teachings of Jesus, where Jesus made the word very easy for all of us to understand. It's an example story. And there's basically four types of people, four types of soil that are in this room right now. And before I get into teaching my main text of the seed, I want us to understand what kind of soil we are. All of us here are soil. We came from the dirt, right? Remember that? Well, you know what? We, we still, there's, there's seeds being planted, seeds from the word, seeds from people speaking life into you. Those seeds are being planted in our heart and in our life. And Matthew 13 and 18 talks about um, this parable. It says this, when anybody, verse 19, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the one who received the seed by the wayside. This is the first example of soil that all of us had or may have right now. It means that you can come to church, you can hear the word, you can hear the word I'm even preaching right now, but you will leave this place and immediately the enemy comes and steals the word from you. The seed is snatched away from you and it's because you're by the wayside meaning you're just hanging out on the side of the road. You're not really in or out. You're kind of just whatever happens, happens. You're kind of a is what it is type of Christian. You really haven't gotten all in just yet. You're by the wayside. So you receive the word and immediately it's gone. If that's you tonight, that's okay because I'm going to help you later. If you get the word and as soon as you leave here, you could be driving home. Before you know it, you forgot what you heard, and maybe a situation or circumstance snatched it from you. You're one that's by the wayside. And of course, Matthew 13 and 21 goes on, and it says, but he who receives the word on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For then when tribulation or persecution arises, because of the word, immediately he stumbles. This is the second type of soil or the second type of person that you come to a place like this, you receive the word with joy. You agree with the word. The word is good. The word makes sense. The word is great. You, you really truly love it and you, you want to live it. But there's no root in yourself because you still are in a stony place. There's still rocks in your life that you've not allowed to let the Holy Spirit remove out of your soil of your spirit. It doesn't take much to get you upset. It's a little itty-bitty tribulation. You'll do okay for a little bit, but before you know it, those rocks become irritants, and you will stop the process of the seed growing in your life. Those, those, those rocks can be uh, relationships that are going bad at home. It can be you, you heard the word that faith, that God's going to work it out, and all of a sudden you run into a situation where you forget everything that was spoken over you, and you pay more attention to the rock in your life than the rock of Jesus Christ. And before you know it, 
you're not enduring anymore. We don't see you anymore. You're not in the house of God anymore. It could be because your soil still has rocks in it. Matthew 13 and 22, this is just a foundation, women of God. Matthew 13, 22 says this, Now who receive seed among thorns is he who hears the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. Another type of soil, you receive the word, but your company, your friends, your environment is kind of messed up. You're around people that don't believe like you believe, that they don't go to church like you go to church. They don't listen to the word or read the word or believe the word like you believe. And you realize that those people can choke the life out of what you heard. It's hard to go back home and say, hey, I heard a word that God's, God can do the impossible. And you're surrounded by doubters that says, oh, no, there's no way God can't do that. He would never do that. If you keep on hearing that over and over again, it will choke the word. Let's be honest. We're people. We communicate. We relate to one another. And if your relationships are not holy and healthy, you could be one that goes to church, but you don't get any forward progress because the life gets choked out of you because of who you hang around with. 1 Corinthians 15 and 33 tells us that evil company corrupts good habits. It's an easy scripture, but it's a true scripture. So in my last, my last illustration in the word, Matthew 13 and 23, it says this, but he who received the seed on the good ground is he that hears the word and understands it. He who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. I forgot to explain to you my first point that it says that they hear the word, but they don't understand it. Do you realize there's a reason why pastor and I preach and teach the way we do? It's, it's trained that we should teach and preach in a way that's about sixth to seventh grade level because no one wants to make the word harder than what it is. Why? Because we want everyone to understand what we're saying. We want it to be very elementary, very easy. So we want you to understand. Even Jesus taught very understandable stories. And it says, who received the word on good ground, you hear it, understand it, bears fruit. I believe everyone in here is a type of soil that hears it and bears fruit. I, I believe every woman in here, the reason why you're here is because your soil is good. That you may have had stones or thorns or on the wayside at some point in your life, but now you have transitioned and now you're here saying, no, this, I, I am good soil. I'm going to receive the word, the seed of the word, and I will bear fruit and it will produce. Some 100, some 60, some 30 fold. When you have the word, you hear it in a good place, the stones are gone. The weeds are gone. The thorns are gone. You hear the word, the seed is planted, and you will manifest good fruit over time. So here it is, the seed being planted, and here comes the rain. And I wouldn't be able to teach you this message tonight if I didn't understand the soil. Because maybe tonight you could say, I'm going to change the kind of soil that I am. Amen. Praise the Lord, right? Seed, a seed, the seed of the word. The seed of the word is being preached right now. Let me tell you some facts about seeds. Number one, seeds are alive and they contain life. No matter how small they are, there's life inside a seed. No matter how small the word that's spoken over you, there is life in the seed. Seed does nothing until it's planted. The purpose of a seed is for it to be planted in your heart, in your spirit, in your mind. It doesn't make any sense for us to work on great messages and not preach them and not give them to anybody. If God has given you a word for somebody else, you're wasting seeds. If God tells you to go encourage someone or speak life over someone, you're wasting the seed. Don't waste your seed, women of God. Plant that seed because it does nothing until it's planted. 
There's some other things about seeds that are important as well. Um, let me see this. A seed be, uh, grows in secret. All of you have seeds inside of you, but we don't know what parts or how it's being developed. It's growing in secret. A seed takes time to produce. And I'm talking about the word, okay? The seed takes time to produce. A seed is not affected by any other seed because a seed cannot produce unless it's its own kind. If you've been sown seeds of faith, it will produce faith. Seeds of love, it will produce love. Seeds of joy, it will produce joy, all right? And how about this? A seed will not stop growing until it is, it won't start growing until it is watered, until it is nourished. And what the enemy wants to do is to dig up the seeds. He wants us to take the seeds out of our spirit before they ever manifest. And that's really what I'm after tonight. I don't want any of us to leave here doubting who we are and who we belong to and the seeds that are planting in our life, especially when it begins to rain. The rain, the rain. Listen, rain doesn't feel good, and I'm talking about trials. Rains aren't fun, and rains really can really frustrate you. Let's just be honest, especially when you're doing it all right. Don't, don't we do that, ladies? We feel like we're good Christians and we're doing everything right. We're doing all the right things. One plus one equals two, not in the kingdom of God. You know that. April showers are falling in our life. A seed is powerful. Do you realize that Pastor Steele spoke over this word, that, the word over this house, that it was the year of expansion? Remember that in January? And if you weren't here, it's okay. It's the year of expansion is what our pastor said. Meaning that we are going to be stretched. We're going to be pulled. We're going to be set out to the limit. We're going to add more people into our lives. We're going to just do more for the king. Remember all that? That was the year that was spoken over, the word that was spoken over this house, that we would expand. And expanding does not feel good. Expanding is uncomfortable. Expanding can cause stretch marks. Can I get an amen? Praise the Lord. We don't like to expand, but God said this year expansion is coming. So the seed's been planted in our spirit. How dare we get frustrated when the rain begins to fall on the seed that was planted in our spirit in the beginning of the year? Showers, in this case the trials that we face, the rain that's produced during the storm, the storms of life that we all are going through even right now. Storms are life, trials. Trials are unexpected challenges that we are faced. Let, let me give you an example of the difference between trials and consequences, because I want us to understand, okay? Let's say this, let's pretend you're at a nightclub and you're minding your own business. Well, no, let me give the first example. Let me, let me go backwards. Pretend you're at a nightclub and you see a man and a woman together. They come in as a couple. They're very, you know, they're dancing together. And you say to yourself, man, that man looks good. I'm going to go over there and see, you know, take my chances. I don't see a ring. Am I the only one that used to do that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't see a ring, so maybe, you know. And so you take your little cute, happy self over. And when the woman turns away, you get in front of the man. And you start dancing and doing your thing. And then men, they can't help it. They're like moths to a flame. They just start dancing with you, right? And then the woman he was with turns to you and begins to hit you. Now, that's not a trial. Okay? Do you see where I'm going with this? I'm just trying to make sure we know what our trials are. You can't rob a bank and then need a lawyer and say, oh, these trials. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so let's give another example. Let's pretend you're at the club with friends, mind your own business, having a good time, not, not bothering anybody, and some man walks up to you and begins to dance with you. And you think, hey, okay, we can dance a little bit. And you're dancing, and then out of nowhere, some crazy woman comes and beats you up in the club. That's a trial. Right, Mariah? <laughs> that happened to my baby this last Friday. <laughs> Dang, someone is really enjoying <laughs> Now, again, I didn't know I was going to share the story, but I just wanted to use that. I thought that was a great example. And so she went through a trial. She was minding her own business, and literally this woman, you know, I, I don't want to say beat her up, but she, she and, and pulled your hair, and thank God it was in good. You know, praise him. Yes. Woo, thank God for Anthony. Praise the Lord. So, of course, when I found that out, I get upset and I get angry. And, you know, thank God Stella wasn't there that night because then it'd be on the news, you know. But, but, uh, but it, was, it was, and I felt bad. I felt bad for my daughter because it was unwarranted, it was unexpected, and it was a fiery trial. It was, that was a legit trial. And you know what? My daughter didn't hit the girl back because she's taught you don't do that. And so when presses were charged, it was against the other, not my daughter. So good job. You know, not, not all of us would have done that. It would have been a full-on brawl. Like, for real. But that was not the case, praise God. So that was a trial. But let me say this, let me say this. The Word tells us, although I was mad and angry and upset as a mom, I had to remember what the Word says. It says, think it not strange, in 1 Peter 4 and 12, beloved, this is to us, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. This is the purpose of the rain. This is the purpose of the trial. Seeds have been sown in your life, and Jesus says, think it not strange. Don't think it unusual. Don't think it's surprising. Don't think it unsettling or hard to understand. Isn't that what we do the moment we enter a trial? Is we try to figure it out. I don't deserve this, God. How is this happening? How could this happen to me? I worship you every week. I praise you. I volunteer. I serve in the house. How, where, where's, the, where's the standard you're supposed to lift up? But that's not the case. It says we're not supposed to think it's strange or, or weird because we're partaking in Christ's sufferings. And we can't even compare Christ's sufferings to ours. Can I get an Amen. So, so this is the purpose of the storm. You receive a word. You receive the word. The word says you will have faith. The, the word says you will be bold. The word says that you are bold and beautiful. How do we think that we're not going to be tested on that very seed that was planted in our lives? D don't do you ever wonder why you just received a word and you believed it and the very thing you believe for, the complete opposite happens. It's because the seed's been planted and now the rain comes not to mess you up, not to discount you, but to water the seed. Because the seed's got to grow. And the only way seeds grow is if they're watered and nourished. Come on. So here's examples. Here's examples of my philosophy here. Biblically, Matthew 8 and 1, it says this. 
Matthew 8 and 1, Jesus was, the disciples were walking with Jesus in Matthew 8 and 1, and it says here, Jesus cleanses a leper. Matthew 8 and 1. I'm not going to read the whole thing for sake of time. But here it is, Jesus heals a leper. A leprosy was a horrible disease, a very contagious disease. It was a deadly disease. And the Bible explains that the man reached out and touched Jesus and said, would you cleanse me? And Jesus says, yes, you'll be cleansed. And immediately Jesus healed the leper. In Matthew 8, 5 through 10, you hear Jesus uh, heals a centurion servant. A centurion was a Roman soldier that came to Jesus and said, um, someone that I care for, one of my soldiers, is paralyzed. Jesus, I need you to heal him. And so Jesus says, come on, I'll go to your house. And the soldier goes, oh, no. Hi, baby. Sorry. My husband's here. <laughs> I was on a roll, babe. Don't come through the back. Everybody say hi, Pastor. <laughs> now I forgot what I was saying. Take two. The centurion. Thank you, my ministers on the front row. The centurion comes in. I'm sorry, pastor came in. You are a soldier, though. Okay. The centurion says to Jesus, um, Jesus says to the centurion, let me go to your house. The centurion, the Roman soldier says, no, I don't want you to come into my house. Just speak a word. Speak a word because I am a man under authority. I understand authority, and I know if you say it, it will happen, is what the soldier said. And Jesus says there's no man that has great faith, greater faith in all of Israel than you, he says to the soldier. And the soldier goes back, and the word of God says that in that very hour, because he took the word back to the soldier, the soldier was healed within that hour, okay? So then Matthew 8 through 14, it gets personal. Peter's mother-in-law is sick, and Jesus goes to the house, heals the mother-in-law. She's no longer sick. Miraculous healing going on. And then Matthew 8, 16 through 17, it says that many were healed the whole evening. Jesus just walked around town healing people all day. You have to understand that when we say God is a healer, he really is a healer. They were actually watching Jesus heal people, not hoping. They were actually healed. Like, you know, paralyzed people walking in a moment. People that had a disease cleared up in a moment. The disciples are watching these miracles take place all in one day. That's a little overwhelming in a good way, right? To see, wouldn't that be awesome to see God heal people day after day, moment after moment. You just come and healing, 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 healing. No worship, no praise, no work, just healing, healing. That's amazing that our God can do that. And the disciples watch that. And then it says in Matthew 8, 23, now when he got in a boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest or storm arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with waves. But he was sleeping. And verse 25 says, then his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us, we're perishing. And then Jesus looks at them and say, why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Jesus was saying, did you not just see me all day long healing, setting people free, taking away bondages, paralyzed people walking, all in the street healing? You're watching it. You're receiving it. How is it that a few hours later you see a storm and you don't want to use what I've been showing you? Jesus says, I've put seed on the inside of you. And the storm came to water the seed to see where your faith was. And here you go crying, accusing me of trying to kill you. And Jesus says, no, I put the seed in you. And the storm came to water the seed. Now walk in your faith. Work your faith. 
work the faith that I put inside of you. And women of God, I'm telling you this right now. Some of you have been seeded with words that God only came to you and told you you would do. You know for a fact that it was straight from God that God said you will and you will not and you will and you will not and you will have this and you will have that and you will go forward and you will not go backwards and do not fear but go ahead and go forward. God has told you that and the seed's been planted and the moment the storm comes, you ask Jesus, where are you? And Jesus says, no, the the water is coming down to water the seed. The water is falling to develop what I put on the inside of you. The only way the seed can grow is if I let the waters flow. Come on and give God praise in this place. Come on, I'm, give God a shout if that's you. If you've been wondering what in the world is going on, let me tell you. It's not what you've done. It's not what you didn't do. God has put a seed in you. And he's allowing the showers to fall in your life so that seed can be cultivated and nourished and you can grow into the woman of God he's called you to be. Come on, give Jesus a hand, praise. Come on, hallelujah. Father, we thank you. That's the purpose of the rain. That's the purpose of the rain. You all know I'm a preacher that preaches against, heal, uh, preaches against disease. If you listen to me preach, I always come against disease and sickness. I think it's the devil. I know it is. I get upset. Cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure. I rebuke all that in Jesus' name. I'm strong against it because we should live a long life. And I preach it strongly and no, with no fear either. And I talk about the benefits. By his stripes, we were already healed. Not that we, we were already were. Praise the Lord on my soul. Forget not his benefits. Healing is a part of that benefit. And so when I'm faced with my own personal storm and the rain is falling, I have to draw on the seed that's been sown in my life. And I say, okay, God, well, I have no fear because I understand there's been seeds planted. And I'm going to allow what I'm going through just to water the seed. Water the seed. The doctor may say this, but the word says that. The specialist may say this, but the word says that. I'm going to allow to keep on believing the word of God and understanding that the rain is just cultivating. That's a word for someone right here. The rain is just cultivating what was put on the inside of you. Come on, don't stop the process. Don't dig up the seed. Don't, don't run for shelter. Stand in the rain and let God do it. So here's the purpose of the rain. It says this, James 1, 2, and 4. It says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, when you have an unexpected motion into trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let your patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Jesus wants us to be perfect and complete, women of God. He wants us to be perfect, meaning mature. That's what perfect means in this sense. He wants us to be mature. He doesn't want us to lack anything. But listen, count on our joy when you fall into trials. Why? Because your faith is being tested. He has to test your faith. There's no way that you can think at some point you no longer need the test. In fact, the more you serve God, the, 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 the less tests you might encounter, but I bet you they're harder and they're more intense. And you have to go through it. You ha we have to be tested because that's how God works. It's, uh, it, it's, face, it's, it's being tested. It, it, he wants us to produce patience. 
And don't discount patience. I'm not talking about patience of being in line and not having a fit. That's not the kind of patience he's talking about here. It's this. The true definition of patience is the capacity to accept or to tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. That's what he's trying to produce. If it's raining in your life, he's saying, okay, I realize you're at a higher level. I'm going to give you a higher test because that's how the world works. Of course, the idea is from God, right? He says, listen, I need you to accept delay. That alone, women of God, is a test within itself. To accept delay. You mean that I have to wait? God, I got things to do. Places to go and people to see. Can I get it, amen? You are holding up my progress. I know what you told me I was going to do, and I want to do it. But God's like, oh, you'll do it, but I don't, not now. Why is it when God gives us a word, we think we should do it today? I don't understand that. Sometimes God will say, you know, you will do great things in the ministry. He means like 25 years from now. But we think it means this moment, and we can't even handle our work situations. We can't keep our mouth shut and not go off on our neighbors. Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. But we got a ministry because God said, yes, it's true, but you got to go through the process. It, it, to, to, to accept or tolerate delay, to accept trouble. Remember I said it before, we feel we should never have any trouble. Why? Because we're cute and we love Jesus. So we should never have any trouble. The trouble should not come our way. God rebuked the trouble. But trouble's what trains us. Trouble's what makes us. And then, of course, we don't want to accept suffering. Never. No. The moment things do not go our way, we want to bail. I'm taking we because women. Women, listen. We can fix it real quick. We'll just remove our sweet selves. Come on. <laughs> I will remove myself from the situation. And God can be the whole time, no, I need you to suffer a little while. It's not bad. It's a little. Why? Because he's developing. He's testing. He's building. And then here's the key. Without getting angry or upset. And this means not publicly. This is internally. Because if you're like me, you can smile and look like you are happy as a clam. Sure. I can stay late again. No problem. And the whole time, you make me sick. Can't stand this place. Can't wait to quit. Wish this place would blow up. <laughs> I'm not talking that, that fake stuff, the stuff on the inside. Angry and upset and it burns you up and you can't let it go and you keep on talking about it. That's how you know you're upset if you keep on talking about it. If you keep on talking about it and it's, you, you have not purged and you're still talking about it. And you go to bed talking about it. You wake up talking about it. You're mad. That's how you know. And your poor husband's just looking at you like, you know, okay. And again, remember I said the enemy wants to dig up the seed. He wants to dig up the seed. Satan, our accuser, our enemy wants to dig up the seed because he doesn't want us to be strong women of God. He doesn't want us to be stable women of God. He doesn't want testing to make us mature and make us perfect. He wants to keep us unstable in all of our ways. Didn't we talk about that, our first key scripture? He wants us to be up one day, down the next. The reason why you may have that issue in your life is because you're not able to stand tests. The moment a test comes, any uncomfortability, any suffering, any accusing, anything that makes you feel a certain type of way, you will move yourself. And isn't it amazing how somehow... The same cloud travels that way, <laughs> and then the rain starts again, <laughs> and you back it on up. Oh, no, no, no. 
And then over here, the same cloud. You hear the thunder, you hear the lightning, lightning. You, you back of the way. And the whole time God is like, will you, will you let the suffering, will you let the trial come to make you? Will you just go through it? You realize trials don't last long. Storms don't last long. Don't we sing that song? They can't last long. It'll only be for a little while. A seed, a seed takes time to produce. It takes time to produce. Here's my one point, you all. Seed takes time to produce. It's very easy. The word that's been planted in your heart, it takes time to produce. When God speaks a word into your life and says it's going to happen, it's not the next day. In fact, the stronger that the Lord says it, the longer it takes. Can I get an amen? When you are for sure it was God and you're looking for the signs, it takes forever. And it's up to you to remind yourself and to remind the Lord what he told you would happen. And then God will say, okay, keep on waiting, keep on waiting. You all know, Pastor and I, we had a rough marriage. We share our stories, our testimony. It was before he was in church. And, and we tell the story really quick. But do you realize that that story, the moment that he got in trouble, well, no, before he got in trouble, that was the end result, that when he was doing all his stuff and I decided to fight for my marriage and pray for him and lay oil on him and anoint his head with the Crisco oil because we couldn't afford olive oil and... <laughs> rub his hand, anoint his feet, and wash his, wash his clothes, and fill up his bath water so he can go out and be gone for the weekend. That, I did that for three years. It wasn't three months or three days. It took three years for me to pray and say, whatever you take, Lord, save him. And then he got in trouble and got arrested and was facing all the prison time. And then he didn't say, oh, because I love my wife, I'm going to serve Jesus. He said, oh, I'm going to go ahead and serve Jesus. And then he said, and then I'll love my wife. Right? So all that was three years. That's a long time to believe for something. That's a long time for God to show you a dream of somebody preaching, and it takes three years for it to even manifest. So a seed takes time to produce. A seed, again, is not affected by other seeds. If you were planted a seed of joy or a seed of love or, or the word came forth, and, and pastor's preaching. You know when pastor preaches, you, you feel that thing just kind of take you like, that was for me. You know, you realize that's a seed being planted. You, it, it, it's not affected by the other seeds. If you, you, some of, we have hundreds and hundreds of seeds in us. Hundreds of seeds on what to do about frustration. What to do when we want to give up. How we're going to be strong. And we're not going to be weak women, but strong women. All those seeds are planted. It, it's not affected. So whatever's been sown, they're all there for you. And then a seed will only stop growing if you don't nourish it. If you don't let the rains fall in your life, is the only way a seed can stop growing. So, women of God, I want you to refuse to dig up the seed. I want you to refuse it. You know, I'm not going to disclose everything, but you all, you all know. Remember I told you don't tell anybody. You all know what I've been going through. I'm even on vocal rest right now, but I'm like, no. Do, do, you, do you realize that the reason why I say no to that is because I'm fighting against the reality of a situation by a faith seed that's been planted in my life? That I have made up in my mind that I'm not going to let anything overtake who I am and my love for Jesus Christ and what I believe in Jesus, what I believe for him to do. And don't think that the enemy doesn't come and try to whisper lies into my head. But I realize the enemy has a shovel, a supernatural shovel, trying to hand to me to dig up the seed that our God is not who he says he is. 
So I want you to stand like me, woman of God, that whatever God's put in your heart and in your mind to do for Jesus, that you don't dig up what God put in you. God could have told you that this is going to be the best year of your life. And we're only in April, and it's been the worst so far. Do you realize that you have to say, wait, no devil, a seed was planted in me. And I know it's going to come to pass because the rains are coming because it's being developed. It's being developed in my life. When trials come, don't duck the rain. You know, when it rains here, you know, when, what do we do? If we're outside and when an unexpected rain shower hits, the first thing we do is run for shelter, right? Especially if we just got that Preston curl. Come on. For y'all that don't know who that is, ask a sister. She'll tell you. Um, we don't like getting our hair wet. Amen. And the first thing we, because it just does all kinds of bad things. <laughs> so, anyways, what, what we do is we run for shelter. But do you realize what that does? We're stopping our forward progress. You think you're protecting you, but really, Satan's like, yes, good, stay under the shelter because now you're still. Sounds like you're back by the wayside. You're not moving anymore. So good, good, you won't receive the seeds there. Um, how about this? Don't cancel your plans just because it's raining. Just because it's raining in your life, you don't cancel everything that you believe God to do for you, through you, and with you just because it's raining. You don't cancel your plans. You keep on moving forward. Me being here with you before today, before you say, is me not canceling plans. Okay? Don't stop moving forward. Don't cancel your plans. Don't be still and not move just because the rain is falling. Go ahead and allow God to, to refresh in you, to nourish you, and to receive what he has for you. I thank you, God. You know, right before... I got the bad news I received. I told the Lord, Lord, I'm going to begin to sing for you again. Yes, I did. Amen. I said, Lord, I'm going to start to sing. I'm going to, because you know, it's amazing how God will give you a gift and you think it's not good enough. And then, and then people look at you like, what are you crazy? You know, isn't it, it's just, it's just deceit. And some of you here have great gifts. And, and you've convinced yourself, oh, it's not good enough. I can't. Nobody wants to hear that. And the whole time the Lord's like, no, we, they need to hear it, and you're sitting on it. So I finally said, yes, Lord, I'm going to start singing. I'm going to really get into that again. I'm going to start singing back like I used to. And then, then all these things happen to me, and I'm put on vocal rest and all this stuff, and now you can't sing. Come on, what does that look like to you? Come on, the moment you step out, yes, then here comes a no. But I decided during worship, because when we're worshiping, that's my time to just be intimate with the Lord, as we all should be. Last, this past Sunday, because I would be lip syncing, because I'm trying to be obedient to what I, you know, was supposed to do. But this past Sunday, I began to sing as loud as I could on that front row. I made a decision that I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing in the rain. Yes. And I'm telling you, woman of God, you should have the same attitude. Because we do not fight against flesh and blood. This is a spiritual fight. And that Satan would love for us to shut up and not say what we're supposed to say and not worship like we're supposed to worship and not praise like we're supposed to praise. But I'm telling you, you've got to push past that and say, my God is bigger than anything I could be facing. My God is stronger than any person I could be facing. My God can do anything but fail. 
My God is an amazing, powerful God, and he's put a seed inside of me. And so, devil, I'm going to sing while it's raining. I'm going to worship while it's raining. Matter of fact, I'm going to dance a little bit while it's raining because I know I've got the victory. Woman of God, you have got the victory already. He's already done it. He has gone before you. He is strong in you. How about this? I'm going to dance in the rain. I'm going to praise in the rain. I'm going to worship in the rain. I am going to give God glory through all things because our God is worthy. Come on, if you know he's worthy of all praise, why don't you stand up right now and say, God, no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to give you praise. No matter what I'm facing, I'm going to give you glory. God, I ask right now that you give these women supernatural strength. The women that are going through, God, I ask that you build them up. God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that they will begin to worship and to sing and to dance and to praise in the rain. Some of us got bad, bad, bad things happen to us even today. But you're here. Your family might be feeling like it's falling apart, but you're here. Let me tell you, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Woman of God, there is power in your voice. Oh God, we just love you, Father. I just thank you, God, that even right now you're removing burdens, Jesus. God, I thank you, Lord God, that you're removing rocks in people's lives, Jesus, even as we speak, Father. I thank you, Lord God, that these women have a made-up mind that they will sing to you no matter what they're going through. Never again will a circumstance make them not open up their mouth and tell you how good you are and how faithful you are and how strong you are and how wise you are. Never again will a woman refuse to give you praise because of how she feels. We are too mature to go on feelings. Let's push past feelings and say, God, you are spirit. And those who worship you must worship you in spirit and in truth. I might not feel like it, but my spirit, my spirit will worship you. And no more feeling sorry for ourselves. No more, I'm going to say that again, no more feeling sorry for ourselves. The reason why we're going through, because God says, I can trust you so I can test you. I can trust you so I can test you. God says, I can trust you is why I test you. And it's an honor to be tested. Because God says, oh yeah, you've grown up. You're going to get through it. I'm, gonna, I'm waiting for you. Daddy's waiting for you to come on through with flying colors. You're going to pass the test with flying colors. You're going to get a straight A on this test in Jesus' name. And God is going to say, now you will glory in all things. You will grow and you will be protected and perfected and you will be made mature. Move Holy Spirit. Move, Holy Spirit. I believe every single woman that's here was here for this reason. By show of hands, has it been raining in your life? By show of hands, show of hands, show of hands. Okay, I want you to look around and see all the storms. Look around. Look at all the storms. Look at them. Look, you thought you, thought you were in the storm by yourself. If your hand's raised right now, Keep your hand up. You're going through a storm. I want you right now to thank God for the rain. Hey, come on. Thank God for the rain. 
Come on, women of God. Oh, come on. We are women. We are loud. But open up your mouth and tell God, thank you for the rain. Because the seed that's been planted is being nourished in secret. It's being cultivated in secret. You're going to come out of this looking better, feeling better, sounding better, being better. I speak that in the name of Jesus, that you will come out of this storm like you, you're going to shock yourself. And you'll be prepared for the next storm because trials don't stop. But we will live a long life. We will live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. And we will say, Father, thank you that the rain is falling. If you're here right now and you don't know Jesus, there's nothing better you can do than give your life to Jesus Christ. The reason why we're all here is because of Jesus Christ. Do you realize that when we said, Jesus, you're my Lord and Savior, that was a seed? That was a seed. 